0: What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk subscribe anywhere. You get your podcast, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Quiet weekend, busy Monday morning. Plenty of news coming about in the last couple of hours. Excited to dive into it all, including some quarterback talk. A wide receiver who may be on his way out of Pittsburgh we'll give our thoughts on that and then the most me- recent mock draft that has the Pittsburgh Steelers uh making a very interesting move I would say we'll dive into that plus a little bit more it is a beautiful day in the Berg. snowed when, when was that friday saturday let me tell you this i closed i closed the blinds like during the podcast because the light comes in and nobody could see my face i didn't open the blind on friday continued to work all day long left my house at about i don't know six thirty at night because i was going to the gym walked outside there's six inches of snow on the ground i was like it was sunny and beautiful when we did the podcast i told you how nice it was outside had no idea that it snowed even a centimeter of an inch but it did how i feel my yeah. friend yeah i mean i was talking to my brother this weekend and he was he
1: someone asked us like oh did you you guys get a lot of snow this weekend i was like yeah he was like no no we didn't really at all i was like what are you <laughs> talking about i just stepped in like six inches of snow and i stepped outside of my door to come here so
0: i i, I don't know what he was talking about at all me and him were on the same page we just we hermited ourselves in, inside didn't go outside one time that's just that's just what i really i really had no. know I, I didn't know it was supposed to start i didn't know it was supposed to end and then my fiance comes home at like nine o'clock she was at a family party or something she called me at nine she was like hey uh I'm gonna see how far I could drive but you might have to come pick me up because it's uh pretty crazy outside I was like what what's going on just struck us out of nowhere that's classic Pittsburgh I won't lie to you I had plans to golf this week oh how'd those go yeah they're uh they're not looking good unless everything you know it's supposed to be like 60 degrees tomorrow unless just totally dries it up by Wednesday not looking uh not looking like a good day to uh to golf on Thursday morning but we'll uh We'll see what happens. Either way, how you feel, my friend? How was the weekend? Uh, parents were in town.
1: Parents were in town. Uh, it was nice. Uh, went to a museum. Ate lots of good food. Um, nice. All good stuff. Yeah, I love having the parents in town. Parents, are what, empty. Uh... Been, parents have been empty nesters for a while, and I like that they uh, <laughs> they feel licensed to just get out of get out of home and, and come visit me whenever they feel like it. Whenever they feel just bored at home, they just come to Pittsburgh. It's pretty nice. That's actually
0: that's that's like the dream, you know what I mean? You don't have to; it's no longer like oh, I gotta schedule places to go home. It's like no, they're coming here, and we're gonna have a good time in a good old city, even though your parents are from somewhere cool. So that's like that's true, you know that's that's also cool. But that's cool. What museum did you go to? Uh, just the Carnegie Museum in Oakland. Awesome, but it was that's yeah, the... they hadn't been there, so
1: it was it was nice.
0: Yeah, that's hands down my favorite museum in Pittsburgh. I tell it, I'll go there every week. You know what I mean? Like I, I every every time people come to Pittsburgh, I'm like, we should go to the Natural History Museum. It's just the super cool place is huge like you kill so much time there like it's yeah. it, you kill multiple
1: days there and, and not even and still have stuff to do
0: dude and anybody coming to pittsburgh nobody doesn't want to see real sized or real sized dinosaurs like that right. just you know what i mean nobody's like ah i don't want to go look at fossils of dinosaurs no that's awesome glad you had a good time glad the parents had a good time let's talk about some pittsburgh uh, steelers football we'll start with the quarterback position a position we're going to talk about all offseason have talked about all offseason this one's a little bit different According to reports from Jerry Dulac, there's some quote-unquote internal division about where the Pittsburgh Steelers are headed with their quarterback situation, whether or not they should give Kenny Pickett the immediate shot to start, or if Mason Rudolph should remain the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers if he resigns. Then Tim Benz of the Tribune Review went on to continue that thought, saying that sources have told him that there is quote-unquote a contingent. And that Mason Rudolph won over the locker room, particularly in the wide receiver room, meaning that not everybody believes that Kenny Pickett should get a preferred chance to start over Mason Rudolph in 2024. I feel like outside of Mike Tomlin, maybe Art Rooney, probably not many people had the thought of everybody's gung ho. Kenny Pickett should be the guy in 2024 at the end of the season. Did you have different thoughts? And hearing that there is some internal division, especially the things we've talked about this off season, I mean, does this does this shock you at all? And how how uh, how divided do you think things are?
1: Well, I, this doesn't really shock me at all that that there is a a group of there's a part of the Steelers organization that really believes in Mason Rudolph. I mean, he has earned that belief. He he played yes. well over those final four games, and and I think he deserves if he stays in Pittsburgh as much as a chance to start as anyone. But I think we're also kind of overplaying the extent to which Kenny Pickett is. Like when they say preferred starter going into – I'm doing air quotes – preferred starter going into training camp, like what does that really mean? You know, like does he take the first QB1 reps? Uh, Like maybe. But I think as time wears on, like it's not like the Steelers would sacrifice any of their long-term success or or give him, I think, preferential treatment if he wasn't playing well. And I think that's the thing that people are – a little hung up on when they hear that, you know, Kenny Pickett enters training camp or enters the offseason as QB one. I think they assume that means that he's going to be the opening day starter. And that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that. Um, I, I, so, you know, I'm not shocked that that people like Mason Rudolph and want him to get a chance as well. And I think he will though. Uh, and I think, you know, that's so this report doesn't really shock me much. Um, and especially because uh, as I think Benz points out in his article, Mason uh, Deontay Johnson, at least said, at the end of the season that he would prefer Mason Rudolph as a starter yes over Kenny Pickett and and I don't so this doesn't really surprise me at all but I also think this just kind of plays into what we already knew um which is that you know Kenny's going to get a chance Mason's going to get a chance and I don't read much into how we're ordering quarterbacks in February on February 19th with training camp still what three months away more than that four or five four, months four, away yeah right yeah so I, I I don't put a whole lot of stock into that right now um uh and to say that there's a contingent of, of the Steelers that believe in Mason and want him to start doesn't really surprise me at all
0: I look at I agree I agree I think it's more about where that contingent comes from is it the players is it the because when I when I read Jerry's I guess report it was it was a quarterback breakdown and in that breakdown was the report I took it as the front office. There was management that was not totally pleased with the way that you know people were looking at it right now. Some of them, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't look at it like, oh, there's an issue. Like people are yelling across the room. I just took it as yeah. half the front office is like uh, Mason looked really good, and half the front office was like, yeah, but Kenny's our guy. You know, we got to stick with Kenny. Benzes when it comes to the players and saying like, chances are it's in the wide receiver room. That to me sparked a little bit. I want to say interest, but not. You know, there's no surprise. There's nothing in there that says, uh, you know, we should be worried about this or this is going to blow up into something big and there's going to be all these issues. I just took it as exactly what you said. Deontay said it at the end of the year. I, I, I remember clear as day in the Buffalo Bills locker room said that he has pushed for Mason for a long time and he hopes that he gets the job in next season. And I was like, well, that was clear as day. You know, George Pickens had his best stretch of games with Mason Rudolph. The offense worked better with Mason like none of that surprises me these guys had success with Mason Rudolph as their quarterback they're looking for the guy that had success with Mason w- with with their quarterback and that's just how like that's how players are going to roll nobody's like I'm telling you right now nobody in a locker room is saying the worst guy the the, the lesser of two should be the guy that's out there just because we like him doesn't mean that they like him less they just understand that this is a business this business is about winning And Mason Rudolph is a dude that gave them a really good opportunity to win. I I mean, I I don't think any of it was necessarily a a surprise. And I don't think that it's I don't think that the division is as big as maybe some headlines are, are making it seem. I just I think it's I think it's just exactly where it was at the end of the season. And I don't think that division is necessarily like
1: you said, people screaming across the room at each other. Like it's, I think it's more a matter of opinion that's going to play out when these guys actually are able to step onto the field. Guys are able to throw balls, they put pads on, and actually, you know, play football. Like I said, yes. like we're we're on February nineteenth. Like how we order our quarterbacks right now does not concern me one bit. Um, no. And the other thing is, like Mason Rudolph might not even be here. You know, next like by the time training camp rolls around, so this might just be a moot point all around, uh, is that, you know, th- this might not even be a competition that we have to really consider seriously by the time the summer comes here.
0: I agree. I agree. And that, you know, that, that kind of steers us to another direction here is, you know, everybody's talking about the quarterback position. That's the biggest news. It's going to remain the biggest news for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think anybody like Mike Tomlin wants it to be Kenny Pickett Art Rooney wants it to be Kenny Pickett. Omar probably doesn't care because he didn't draft Kenny Pickett, but obviously financially that's like it, it all works out better if Kenny Pickett is your dude but i don't think anybody is super it's got to be Kenny Pickett it's Kenny Pickett or nobody i think at this point in Kenny Pickett's career and the Steelers' career and with the sense of urgency and i think this is the first time the Steelers feel we have really messed up because we have not put in our put our uh foot forward our our best foot forward i think the Steelers have gone through a rebuild because you got to remember last year the year before that we're talking about the Steelers are, you know, they're slow rebuild their team that is succeeding more than where their talent level is. Now it's the Steelers are succeeding less than where their talent level is. And I think they understand that they understand they're on the other side of the life cycle where now they could go win championships. So they're not going to let the quarterback position kind of get in their way. I, I think that when it comes to, you know, replacements for Mason Rudolph and, and the whole Kenny Pickett situation, everybody's asking me, I mean, I was over, over the weekend, I had I don't know, like 10 people. It was wild how many people I ran into who were, hey, what's going on? What's going to happen? You know, is, is Mason going to be the starter? Or is Justin Fields going to be the starter? Are they getting Kirk Cousins? I was like, I don't, I have no idea. It's February. You know, if I had to guess right now, Kenny Pickett's the starter. Mason Rudolph's the number two. I was like, but that's going to change in a couple of weeks. And I think that's where we stand currently is the Steelers are wanting that they're, they're in plan A. They are in phase one of their quarterback situation. They want it to be Mason Rudolph versus Kenny Pickett. How that turns out, we'll find out in July. But as of right now, they want it to be Kenny Pickett versus Mason Rudolph. If that changes, that's where people get kind of tied up with the whole, they're not going to go get Kirk Cousins. I mean, Dulac was saying in his report that the Steelers are not interested in going and getting a number one and paying a number one, blah, blah, blah. As of right now, where the Steelers stand, it is quarterback one, Kenny Pickett, quarterback, 1B, Mason Rudolph. I expect Mason Rudolph to sign either with the Pittsburgh Steelers or with another team, like, one, two, three days max into free agency. He's not sitting around. There's no way he's going to be like, oh, well, I'll hold out for the best opportunity. Money's decreasing by the second every time, every day that passes, and he is not in a, not with a new team. And, and if teams want him, like, if somebody calls him and says, hey, we're going to be a starter, he's not like, oh, I'm going to contemplate my you know, I'm going to really think about this. You know what I mean? Like somebody's signing him within the first 72 hours of free agency. If he goes elsewhere, that's when I think the Pittsburgh Steelers plan B comes into action. That's when a splash can be made. That's when you start considering a Justin Fields. You start considering a Russell Wilson. I still think Kirk Cousins is so expensive that you just do not go and get him. But I think you start looking at plan B then. But I don't think the Steelers, I think the internal division kind of just shows you, the Steelers are not 100% in on Kenny Pickett and if plan A goes awry they're going to look for plan B and I don't know if they have a plan B yet but it'll come up in the me- are, are in that time frame and that's when we could start thinking about you know the big splash the big changes at the quarterback.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean I don't think it it shouldn't surprise anyone when you say you don't think the Steelers are 100% in on Kenny. No. Um I think that's been that's been clear from the jump. Um it's not um, I don't know. It's just our it, Rooney has said it very plainly. Ke- Mike Tomlin has said it very plainly. Like Kenny's got to prove something this year, yes. and I think Kenny knows that. I think the team knows that. I don't think that's a surprise at all. No. And I think you're right that like I, I think it's just interesting to kind of hear out loud. Like, yeah, Mason Mason Rudolph is Plan A. You know, that's that's like their guy. Uh, yep. and then you know, making one of these big flashy splashes is, is is kind of plan b i think that that might sound concerning to some people i think there are some people who think mason rudolph is a little unexciting but uh, i still think that it's I, I think they want the guy that they're comfortable with and i think when when dulac says they're not looking for a qb1 that that kind of means we're not looking for or a number another number one from outside the organization that means they're not doing that right now yep. um and and like you said they're still in a certain phase of their offseason plans and their their quarterback plans specifically it, it's going to take some time before the fr- once the first domino falls which is really Mason Rudolph that's when everything else kind of falls into place um like they're planned for they're planned for Kenny they're planned for maybe bringing in another quarterback they're planned for the draft that all is going to kind of settle in once you you figure out what Mason Rudolph is going to be able to give you exactly and so if he so if he goes somewhere else then you can kind of make your plan from there if he decides to stay here you can kind of go from there, but he really everything else kind of hinges on what he's doing. Exactly. Exactly.
0: And they and and that is like that's when it comes to, you know, a lot of conversations and then people shutting down conversations and then you know, right now it's there there's nothing that it's February nineteenth. We are in a complete there's nothing that can happen. There is not a thing that could happen. It's just a bunch of talk that will happen for the next month in a month, February, I want to say, or March I want to say 14th is the opening of free agency somewhere around there. When that, ha- when that happens, that is when the conversation actually begins. The Steelers either, boom, we got our guy. Okay, we got to look for somebody else. But to sit around, like we have no, nobody's got any idea. It's just all all these trains of thoughts. And yeah, the quarterbacks obviously the Steelers are not looking at an outside quarterback right now because they want Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph decides whether or not they will be looking for an outside quarterback. Come March 15th, 16th, 10th, whenever, whenever the news (laughs) breaks that he's either come back to the Pittsburgh Steelers or heading elsewhere. But before then, just like you said, it's February 19th. Nothing much could go on. Let's talk about another position here. Deontay Johnson has made headlines this morning. A a bit of a shocker. Kind of came out of nowhere. Didn't see it coming. The Tim Breakfast with Ben's podcast with Tim Benz making all the headlines this morning. Tim Benz is. With Mark Madden talked about Deontay Johnson and the future of Deontay Johnson, where he stands as he enters the last year of his three year deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's set to make 15.8 million dollars this season. According to Mark Madden, the future is in doubt uh, saying, quote, I had the quote, I lost the quote. I'm finding out. Quote, I've heard Deontay Johnson's future is in doubt. I've heard whispers he plans to have a hold-in again like he did two years ago because we're going to the last year of his contract, and he's going to make noise over picket at quarterback. I'm not a Deontay fan. I think he's mediocre, and they they pay them way too much. But if you're going to get rid of him because he's not a picket guy, I mean, come on. I don't uh, – you know, you could kind of scratch the back end of that – I kind of felt like Madden which is you know this is typical you listen to Mark Madden this is typical Mark Madden I'm taking a jab at a player not actually doing true reporting here but the first half of that the future is in doubt of Deontay Johnson thinks that he's going to hold in I mean do you think there's any face value there you think that the future of Deontay Johnson is in doubt with the Pittsburgh Steelers um I mean it's I think it's in doubt to the
1: extent that his contract's almost up but I don't I don't think the Steelers are shopping him or looking to get rid of him anytime soon. I mean, no. they weren't looking to get rid of him after going without a touchdown for how long was it? Full uh, season. Was it? Yeah, full season. I don't know why they'd look to get rid of him at this point. Um, I mean, I, I think he's not going to be worth $18 million like he was when he signed his last contract. But I still think that he's a quality receiver. Uh, I think that in a new offensive system, he could... Uh, be even more productive than he was last year, which was pretty darn good, especially given the the kind of quarterback play that he had to deal with. Um, So I I don't really buy this a whole lot. Um, I'm sure there's, I'm sure everyone's just kind of, I mean, like I said, it's February 19th. I think everyone's just kind of keeping all their options on the table. I think this is what you've got to do when you're a receiver of Deontay Johnson's caliber, when you've got a contract that's about to expire, you've got to think about all your options. you got to think about how to maximize your value um, so I don't know, to me, this just kind of reads as, as pretty standard, uh, you know, conversation between a player and an agent saying, look, what do I have to do this off season? What, what do I have to be prepared for? How do I get myself into the best position this off season? You know, knowing that, uh, I'm going into a contract year that this is, this is a pretty critical year for me. How do I, how do I protect myself? Um, and so I don't think this means, you know, Deontay's a bad teammate or he's looking to undermine the Steelers at all, or. Even that he's really trying to undermine Keddy Pickett in that way, either. I I think it's just kind of Deontay looking out for himself, which isn't, uh, which I guess you know sounds bad when you say it out loud, but it's what everyone else in this league
0: does too. It's what, uh, yeah. It's it's a contract your player. Here's the thing though: is when it comes to the whole hold in thing, I feel like that's a that's a first contract type of situation. You know, like that's a like Chris Jones. I think is the biggest example. The guy did not hold in the year before his contract was over. He held in the year his contract was over. He held in the year that okay, I got to get paid. This is it. You know, we're, we're working with the franchise tag. What are we doing here? Sign me to a contract. That's when you hold in at this point in your career. Nobody's sitting around their set their third contract, going, you know what? If I'm if it's the last year of my deal that I agreed upon, this is this is the year that I'm going to hold in. Like that just doesn't right. that that uh, that's very irregular in the NFL at this point, Deontay Johnson's a guy that, I mean, even when he did, like he was part of the, I think that's the biggest thing is, is, is I think this is trying to make a fuss out of something that isn't worth making a fuss about. Deontay didn't make a big deal out of the first contract. He did it exactly how he was supposed to do it. He did exactly how TJ Watt did it. And Minka Fitzpatrick did it. And Alex Highsmith did it. A typical Pittsburgh Steelers do not go get yourself hurt during training camp. When you are a player that does not need to be out there the entire first two weeks of training camp, like that's just not you know it's not safe it's not smart it 's not good for your wallet, and you could ask every coach there I mean, I still remember good old Keith Butler shout out to my favorite defensive coordinator of all time when it came to speaking to the media. He straight up said he said, if I was t j why well, i wouldn't be anywhere near the field i wouldn't there's no way i'd be out there t j could go could go as far away from football as possible until he gets paid, and that is exactly how players should handle it, and that 's how coaches view. Handling it as long as you go, do it in a respectful manner. I think he did it in a respectful manner. When it comes to this one, you're getting paid 15.8 million dollars a season. I don't think anybody's complaining about that. I don't think Deontay's sitting around going, "I think I'm worth 17." Especially when he realizes his next contract is not going to be 18 million dollars a year. He's 20s. Right. He's about to be 28 years old by the end of the 2024 season. He's a guy that is he's going to get a 15, you know, per year deal, something in that neighborhood, but. He's not looking for 25, like he's not that, he's not that type of guy, and I think he wants to stay in Pittsburgh, and if he doesn't want to stay in Pittsburgh, go ball out this season and go get a big deal somewhere else next year, but it just doesn't, it it doesn't seem like a likely situation that Deontay is going to make a big deal and and kind of blow up the media and all this stuff and then just be like, you know what, I think it's time to, I think it's time to go. Deontay has not shown any of that, you know what I mean? He is. People have issues with Deontay Johnson, and Deontay Johnson has certainly made some mistakes in his career, as all players do. But he, when it comes to being a leader and standing up and doing things to just be the bigger person in that moment, he he handles those situations better than almost anybody. And I I don't think you could take that away from him.
1: I was going to say I think Deontay has, uh, and you know this is only anecdotal. I don't have any like hard evidence beyond this, but I yeah. feel like Deontay has a reputation for being kind of a a diva i guess that for lack of a better term um and i don't really know where it comes from you know like i guess it comes from his hold in before his last contract but i, and yeah, I don't after know After tj that... watt held in the year before
0: and make it held in the year before that one
1: right and i know he had that issue with the fumble earlier in the year but he also yeah. like immediately after took responsibility for it instead and like didn't make the same mistake again like yep. I, I don't know he, he i feel like deontay gets a bad rap and. I, I was not a fan of him, I guess, last year, my first year on the covering the Steelers and kind of paying close attention to him. I wasn't a huge fan, but I don't know. I've kinda of done a one eighty on Deontay. I think he's he's a good guy, he's a valuable receiver. I don't I don't buy that he would create some kind of circus over over a contract that, like you said, he agreed to, and then, yeah. you know, afterwards he knows that, that this kind of isn't his next deal isn't going to be the same as his as his first deal was.
0: Exactly. That's exactly Look, it, I, I think Deontay's got a bad rep as well. De- i've always been a very big fan of deontay johnson like a ginormous i think he handles things i think he's a wide receiver we talked to calvin austin that's just part of the dna you know what i mean like that's just that's just who that's just who they are born that way uh you know the second that you're like i have the urge to make a cryptic tweet you know that you're <laughs> going to be an nfl wide receiver like it should just it should just all click in your head in that moment De- deontay handles that stuff so well he always comes back and does the right thing You know, he had one bad year drops and people immediately were just like, this guy stinks. He's the worst player in the whole world. I like Deontay Johnson. I think he continues to be a very valuable wide receiver. Since he signed that contract, he's gone through Mitch Trubisky, rookie Kenny Pickett, second year Kenny Pickett, who didn't really get, might've got worse than first year Kenny Pickett and then Mason Rudolph for three and a half games or four games, whatever. I mean, like the guy is not, he's not had a fair shot to come out here and be like, all right, we're, uh. We're gonna do big things and earn a boatload of money. That just, you know, he stuck it out with some really bad quarterback play, the worst offensive coordinator the NFL has seen in a long, long time, and he's and he's and he's made the most. He's held his head strong and he hasn't created a bunch of negative news. And I think that, you know, I I just don't I don't see if it was if it was the other way around. And I'm not gonna name drop people here, but if the, if this was a, a midseason, you know wide receivers making a bunch of splash because they want to get paid, blah, blah, blah. Deontay wouldn't be the name that I, I, I think would be it. I think, you know, you got some guys in the past. AB's made headlines all weekend. He would have been, been a name to watch. Chase Claypool would have been a name to watch. De- Deontay's never fallen into that group, and I, I think that he just gets a bad rep. So, no, I don't, uh, I don't expect it to happen. Do you think Deontay gets another contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers? <sighs> My gut says
1: yes. I mean, I, like if his contract was up this year, I feel like I'd resign him. Um yeah. I mean, it's all kind of contingent on what he does this year. And I mean, that's a cop out answer. But as of right now, I mean, I feel like if he if he does what he did last year, I would say yes. He does. if he's just if he's at worst as good as he was last year, as productive as he was last year, I should say. Uh I feel like he does come back. Yeah.
0: I agree. I agree. I think the only way he d is if there's a fall off and you see and, you know, are we going to, I think he needs to, to boost some of his numbers. I think last year it was like 700 yards, five touchdowns, not, you know what I mean? Not like you could find another one of those. So you need to boost those numbers a little bit, but that all depends on the quarterback play. You know, if, if Kenny Pickett right. is the starting quarterback and he stinks all season long and then Ryan Tannehill is the starting quarterback. He stinks all year long. Mason Rudolph's the quarterback. He stinks all year. Like there's nothing you could do there. You know what I mean? Like when all your wide receivers are finishing with 800 yards. That's just as good as your quarterbacks allowing them to be. So if if all his numbers bump up a little bit, I, I think it's an easy easy yes. You pay him fifteen million dollars a year. Maybe Kenny's your dude, and you you got a couple of years to not worry about contracts, and you know you could get through it. But yeah, I'm I i do not think Deontay's going anywhere I, until his next contract. You know, then he's thirty years old, then you move on. But until then, easy guy to keep on, easy guy to keep around. All right, last thing I want to talk about here: the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, we're entering draft season. Lots going on, a lot of mock drafts, a lot of moves, a lot of expectations when it comes to the Steelers and who they will select in the first round of the NFL draft. Here you go with the new one, Pro Football Network's Ian Cummings, who does a phenomenal job during draft season. But with this one, um, I mean, maybe some question marks. He dropped a seven-round mock draft and has the Pittsburgh Steelers bumping from 20 to to 17 moving up three spots exactly what they did a year ago a year ago to go get broderick jones this time they're going to they're going to get jc latham out of alabama selecting another offensive tackle back-to-back years in a row they swap their 20th pick their third round pick number 84 and a 2025 fourth round pick for pick 17 with the jacksonville jaguars and a sixth-round pick, a sixth-round pick in 2025. I mean, you checked out the mock draft. You saw everything that was going on. You got some thoughts. What are they?
1: Man, that's a hefty price tag for um, an offensive tackle and a deep offensive – to move up for an offensive tackle and a deep offensive tackle draft, um, which I think is my biggest concern. Uh, that's just – so I believe the trade proposed was uh, Steelers get the number 17th pick Yep. They get a 2025 sixth-round pick, Jags get the number 20 overall pick, uh, the number 84 overall pick, and then a 2025 fourth-round pick. Uh, man, even getting a pick back, that just feels like a lot to give up um, for – I mean, Latham might be good, uh, but I don't know if he's worth giving up three different draft picks to – to get to, to, get to him, especially when a guy like uh, Armarius Mims is available. Yes. Uh, let me look at the other names. There was another one that I was – I mean, Cooper DeGene is available. Kool-Aid McKinstry is still available in this mock draft, like, at, at 20, at past 20. Um, so I'm not – they just miss out on Jackson Powers Johnson in this one. He's picked, I believe, 16 by the, by the Seahawks. So, I mean, yes. that's a bummer, but, like, there's still guys there. Like, I don't think you need to move up, and I – I just think we've talked all off about, or all, off season so far about all the holes that these this team needs to fill, and I feel like the, the draft is going to be a perfect place to do that, especially round pick eighty four, like that's where we're getting into. Okay, if we need a backup plan at quarterback, this is where we're going to pick a guy like that. Yes. Um, yes. If we're thinking about an outside linebacker or an inside linebacker, backer, excuse me, like that's where you're starting to think about it too. Um, I, I it just seems a little. Seems a little risky to me, and seems like going all in on. And and I mean, is this guy guaranteed to start over Dan Moore? Like that's the other thing, you know. That's and I, that,
0: I think that's a question there too. Is is is, is he a left? To, are you just keeping Broderick Jones at right tackle forever? Is that the plan? Yeah,
1: yeah. Which doesn't. I mean, that I don't think that's the most prudent use of a Broderick's talents moving forward. Um, no. So I don't. I don't really know. Like this. This doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And I think if you are, I don't know, if you're trading up. It should be trading up higher, and it should be going to get uh, a center. It should be going to get Jackson Powers Johnson. You know, like I agree. I I think trading up, trading up doesn't make sense to me, uh, just period. And then trading up for an offensive tackle at this point doesn't really make much sense to me either. So I think kind of both those moves,
0: you know, in conjunction, just doesn't doesn't look good to me. I agree. I agree. You're giving up way too much. You don't like. That's the thing is there are minimal concerns that you can fill in the draft. Like, the Steelers can go and have a really successful offseason without moving, without doing anything crazy, and just have a have a really good team, maybe outside of the quarterback position in 2024. Like, they they don't have that many holes to fill. And if you do them correctly, you could fill all those holes. Like, you could go get a center. You could go get an offensive tackle. You can go get a defensive tackle. You could go get a corner and, and a safety. And I'm sorry, man, but Cooper DeGene would be so freaking cool to cover – the second white quarterback or cornerback in the NFL in Pittsburgh. I just, I don't know. I'll just be, it'd be awesome to watch. I I just, uh, I, I think that it's, you have too many options. This draft is, is deep. Like that's the biggest thing is it's deep in so many positions that the Pittsburgh Steelers need to fill that there is no need to go get them. Broderick Jones last year made a lot of sense because you were very narrow at your top of the draft. These are guaranteed star offensive tackles and the Steelers needed an offensive tackle. That one made a ton of sense. You know, you, you saw, okay, they're, they're, they're cutting them down by, the, by the, the pick here. They're getting real limited. Maybe nobody makes it to 17. Got to go get them at 14. That one made a ton of sense. Here, just like you said, there are options. People are going to fall. You could wait until the second round. Maybe if you're going to get an offensive lineman, there's just no need to go make a splash. And I also agree. If you're going to go make a splash, you go get Jackson Powers Johnson. Like that's your, And it's crazy. People are going to be like, you don't trade up for a center. You do if you need a center. Like you do, That's what you go and do. I think that's the only offensive lineman that I'm head over heels. You go get if you believe he is your guy. But I just think the board's going to shape out to where the Steelers are going to have so many options at 20. They're not going to have to stress. Like They're not going to have to worry about it. Save your draft picks. That third-round pick could be so many things. You know, you go get another wide receiver, you go get a corner, you go get a safety, you go get inside linebacker. Just like you said, there's just no need to to make a move at all. I don't think I, I, I don't think in my head right now and unless the draft shapes out differently. I don't think there's a move that I'm willing to make if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers to move up in the first round. Like I just, yeah, I don't think there's anybody there that I'm sitting. All right. Well, you know, that's the best option. You can't get better than that at 20. I just think this draft is too deep.
1: Yeah. I think there are way too many options for them to even really consider a a trade up seriously. Um, You know, would you consider maybe like a trade back if they if they like one of these guys doesn't fall to them? Is
0: that like a possibility either? See that I would consider that I think is is a move that you could say, okay, you know, let's get another third round pick. Let's because that's you could have another third round pick and move back to 23. You know, you're you're feeling all right. I mean, you could go get I, I moved down here on this draft, but. I believe you could go get at, at twenty twenty three. You can go get Cooper DeGene. You go get, you yeah. know, you could go get yeah. Mims out of Georgia. Like you could go find these guys and say, all right, this is, this is, this is what we're looking for. You know, at at this point in the draft, there are just too many options. Like, I mean, you could you could really get crazy if you wanted to and and get a safety, you know, and say this is this is the place where we're going. I mean, top of the second round, you still got. I mean, Nate Wiggins isn't even expected to go in this draft until thirty-five. Like that's in my head, that's a starting corner rookie year. Like I just I I I think there are I think there are too many options. Trading back makes a lot more sense if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I think that's the beauty of this draft is that you could just let the dominoes fall and say, all right, there's like ten guys at our draft board that we think will be here at twenty that we feel really confident in. I bet you at least five of them are here, and then we just make a decision if one of them's worth tra- taking now or if we can move back and get somebody. Because I'm sure people are going to be moving up. Like, that's just – especially if – I mean, the Steelers could fall into a position where J.J. McCarthy falls or whoever falls. If, th- if there's a quarterback at 20, there will be teams that are calling and saying, hey, look, at, we'll give – and then you're giving up more. Like, if you're if you're trying to move up for a quarterback, you're giving up so much more than if you're trying to move up to get an offensive lineman. And – that's the beauty of that's the beauty of the, the NFL draft is the Steelers don't have that many holes. And if they fill them, you know, you go get a tackle in free agency or something, you got no
1: worries. Like you're just sitting so pretty. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't disrespect JJ McCarthy like that. I mean, he is going fifth in this mock <laughs> draft, which I think is the it was a trade up to get JJ McCarthy at number five, which is one of the wildest things I've seen this offseason. So fast far. riser. A
0: lot. Fast riser. I saw Jordan Schultz do a whole thing on him the other day about how this dude's going to impress so many people at the Combine, and I was just thinking, okay, sounds good. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. I can't wait for Drake May to just take over the NFL and just be like, (sighs) I am the greatest thing of all time. Future (laughs) Patriots quarterback, according to this mock draft. Future Patriots quarterback, which, you know, for you I'd be happy about. Just, you know, as a football fan in general, that would be so disappointing. Can't just (laughs) go to somebody, go to somewhere new. You know what I mean? Go to the Dolphins. I don't even know who's the commander. Nah, you can't root for the commanders. That's just a a morally incorrect thing to do. They're just, I don't know. I don't have a team, but the Vikings. The the Vikings haven't won in a long, long time, if maybe ever. (laughs) You know, somebody new. Somebody new. But for you, I'd be happy for that one. Either way, Steelers, uh, I think we're in uh, pretty good agreements right now. No move, wouldn't make it. That being said, there will be a lot more mock drafts. We'll dive into all of them as they come out, including some of our own as we publish them throughout the offseason with uh some pretty interesting takes, I believe, will uh will be on hand. With that said, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash all steelers talk. Check us out anywhere you get your audio podcast. We are really pushing those audio downloads, so please Make sure to review us, subscribe, download, whatever you got to do on whatever platform you use. We greatly appreciate it. Check out all of our work at allsteelers.com and our pit coverage at insidethepanthers.com. Blake Hinson continues to uh, just absolutely dominate the floor out there. He's a pleasure to watch. So if you're uh, looking for some March Madness talk, insidethepanthers.com. We will be back on Wednesday. Enjoy another beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.